listening to It Matters with Kelly Cords on AM 1240 and 95.3 FM WJON. Our topic today is being better with your money one month at a time. Yes. And so um, when you are stuck at home, you know, cleaning, organizing, all that kind of stuff, especially being in January, this is like the, you know, the, the, the most wonderful time to get organized and cleaned and then we're stuck at home, it's even better. And so what can we do every single month of the year to just stay on track of things? Um, and just to make sure that we're being a little bit better because Kelly, that's what we're always all about is just doing a little bit better and digging a little bit further in and understanding a little bit more. We don't expect you to, you know, change everything overnight. We definitely want you to create processes, um, that last the length of time, just like, working out, right? If you start um, running 20 miles tomorrow, it's not going to last for very long. But if we do that slow build, um, we might actually create a habit out of it. And so um, we're going to talk about things that we can do every month of the year. So we're kind of building upon each other to just get a little bit better with our money. And um, a little caveat, not everything is for everybody, um, depending on what types of debt you have, depending on how far into this journey you are. Some things may or may not make sense, but um, I think that's it's interesting to cover to at least put on everyone's radar. I, I um, tend to be a little bit hard on myself, but I was looking the other day at things, trying to change things, trying to save a little bit, trying not to spend money, out eating all the time, all that kind of stuff. And then I got to thinking, you know, I'm not going to stop doing those things, but I was like, gosh, why is it so hard right now to do so much? And I, I got to looking and I'm like, I have been good about every year combining, like every year I put a little bit more money back, like a, a bigger percentage of my paycheck into my 401k. And so I was looking to see, well, I was thinking maybe I'm only putting a couple hundred dollars in there a month, but it's actually $400 of every one of my paychecks goes in there. Wow. Um, and so that could be why things, why things are a little tight, but at the same time, I didn't get to put that money back when I needed to. And now, uh, you know, when I, the closer I am to retirement age, I really got to make sure that that's careful. But by doing that, I'm also going, Hey, I am taking care of myself a little bit. Maybe I don't have a ton in savings, but I am putting that back. I haven't changed it. I keep going ahead and, and, you know, adding that extra 2% every year because there's going to be a time when I really need that. Yeah. And I think sometimes if you can make, um, and I know Kelly, you're definitely, we talk about this all the time. You're not feeling so rich every single month that you're like, I can just, you know, go on a vacation all the time. Right. Like you're, no. you're, you're feeling a little bit of the, I, I don't definitely don't want to say pay, pay, paycheck, but you are very aware of your finances and very aware of where your money is going. Right. Yeah, but exactly. the nice thing about that is even though you're feeling a little bit of that strap, we all are, especially in today's economy, not to sound like a broken record, you still have things on autopilot in the back end that taking care of you. Because the thing is, is if we just made all of that money just come into our paycheck, Kelly, would you maybe find a reason to spend some of that money? Oh, you can bet. If that <laughs> money wasn't being put away, I'm sure I'd be going, oh, this is so nice. And maybe I would save a little bit, but I wouldn't save that much. Exactly. And so you by know. by making sure that we do put some money in the back end um, on autopilot and saving it, we're at least taking care of ourselves. Now, there is a fine line between um, I've met people that are saving too much and they are 
going into credit card debt because all their money is they're told that they need to invest more. And that's definitely not what we want, right? We don't want to not have money. And um, if you're going into credit card debt because you're spending too much, that's one thing. But if you're going into credit card debt because you can't afford to live, that's a different situation. And so keeping an eye on all that stuff and financial advisors can definitely help you look at um, the ins and outs of how much you should be investing and how much you can afford. But but yeah, it's all good stuff to make sure that you're planning for the future because that's kind of what this is all about. All right. So I know that you've got some tips and tricks to help us up to 1130 here. What do you want to talk about? Okay. So um, we're just going to say each month and then we're going to say what we can be focusing on for that month. So we're in January. So let's start there. January, you can build a monthly budget. Now, Kelly, I know listeners have heard me say this a thousand times, but we're going to talk about it again. Building a monthly budget, that's so important and that sets up your success for the rest of the year, people. And so this is why this is so important. But going um, 90 day expense tracker. It's free on my website. Um, I built it because it was a tool that clients needed. And that can tell you where all of your money is actually going. And you use that information to then figure out where you want it to to go. So if you figure out how much you have been spending on restaurants, like we were talking about, Kelly, then you can figure out, okay, am I okay with that number? Or do I need it to be a little bit lower? Can it be a little bit higher? Um, But building your monthly budget is going to set you up in January to make sure that you can hit all the things that you want to hit throughout the year build a monthly budget got it all right so for february we are going to pick a debt repayment strategy and we talked about talked about this a few weeks ago but basically when we have our budget we know then how much we can afford to pay off extra on our debt right we kind of um it's a little bit of a chicken or the egg but we cannot decide to start paying off of our debt and say i'm going to commit 500 bucks a month towards paying for my debt. If we haven't truly looked at what our current expenses are, what our current budget is, because we may or may not be able to afford that $500, Kelly, we might also be able to afford more sometimes. And so after we get that monthly budget, February is going to be pick a debt repayment strategy. And this is going to be based off of the debt that you want to get rid of. So are you looking to get rid of some car loans, your student loans, high interest credit card debt, whatever it is, um, you're going to pick a strategy, whether you're tackling the lowest um, balance first, whether you're tackling the highest interest rate first, but we're just going to set ourselves up in February to get rid of some of that debt. Okay. Pick debt repayment strategy. Check. All right. March. So for March, we're going to hire a tax professional. And, you know, we might do that a little bit earlier. So some of these, let's give us a little bit of grace for plus or minus one month. Um, But we want to make sure that we are working with somebody that um, not only understands our situation, but is helpful and knows the tax code, obviously, ins and outs, and can look for all those little things to save you money that you might not have otherwise known about if you were doing it on your own. So nothing wrong with, you know, the turbo taxes and all that out there. If you have really simple one W2, our early 20 somethings are really good at that for that. Right. But if you have a business, if you um, are using a home office, all of those are reasons to maybe hire a professional to make sure you get the most out of all the tax savings that you can qualify for. Okay. Yep. That's a good idea. Check that hire a tax professional and they really aren't as outrageous as you think. No. And the Kelly, to be able to just drop off your stuff and then they are like, Hey, I submitted it. You should get a check and you know, you should get a deposit in April. Like that's peace of mind that to know that it's done right. And that, you know, you didn't have to do anything else. Exactly. 
Okay. All right. Moving on to April. All right. We're going to open a high yield savings account for those emergencies. And so we don't talk about this enough, Kelly. So maybe we'll make this a topic coming up here. But a high yield savings account um, is normally going to be an online bank. And the reason why they can give you higher interest is because they don't have those fees of those brick and mortar stores of, you know, the staff and the bank branches and the the actual bank branches themselves. But um, these high yield savings accounts, they are going to have a lot more interest, 10 times the amount of interest than you're going to own just at your normal checking account or savings account at your normal bank or even at your normal credit union. And so um, we don't want to put, you know, things into this high yield savings account that we need. Um, We don't need, we want to make sure we don't need access to that money on a regular basis since they are online, Kelly, it might take a day or two to get that money. But if you're just building your emergency fund, if you even just have $5,000 that you're not building anymore, but you just want it to sit somewhere, um, a high yield savings account, especially one online is a great option for that because you'll be earning money on top of your money. Do people get nervous about that because there's no brick and mortar? I don't know. I think um, maybe the first time you do it, it can be a little scary, but just like anything else, Kelly, you have a login, you, there's a portal, there's probably even an app. You can you know, check your balances at, at any time. You can transfer money at any time. So it really is a good opera. And I know some people that um, have these online banks, even just for their checking account, right? But the the thing is people take this into your own hands. Don't just you know pick a bank because it's the first thing that popped up on Google. You want to make sure you know what the interest rates are going to be. You want to make sure that you know of any fees that are going to accrue, how long it's going to take you to get your money. But after you do a little bit of research, um, it's definitely a really good option to um, build up some extra income off of those emergency funds. All right, moving on to what are we in May? We're in May already. So we're going to start a sinking fund for the holidays. And I'm going to put a little asterisk on this one because I think now is also the perfect time to start doing that. But May is also a good time. And we want to make sure we have the most time possible to actually start saving um, for to actually have until Christmas, right? So the longer we have to save for Christmas, for example, the less amount of money that we have to save every single month. And so um, by starting in May, by starting in January, maybe you can make sure that you have um, more time and you have to save less amount of money per month. And you just want to make sure that you take a look at how much it's going to cost you for Christmas, for example, um, so that you know how much you should be saving what your target is. And, um, you know, any holiday in your life or birthday or anything that um, costs a lot of money or a significant amount of money, those are those sinking funds that you can create. So holiday, um, so vacations, holidays, birthdays, um, all that kind of stuff is really a good example for sinking funds. Okay. Yeah. That, that is one of those things that's so hard. That's a hard pill to swallow when you live on a tight budget is you still got to get together and you want to do gifting, but at the same time, sometimes that can be really hard to look at. Absolutely. And it, you know, we can't do everything the first year that we start all of this, um, all digging into our finances, right? You can't save for everything. You're not going to be good at everything. And so you might have to take a breather on a couple of things and say, okay, we're going to do that next year. And we just, it's not a priority this year. Yeah. Good point. All right. Let's move on to June. So June is going to be a little bit of a scandalous one. So this isn't for everyone, but get a travel credit card is what the CNBC article is saying. And so what they mean by this, let's clarify. Um, you know, they're talking about summer travel and now's a good time to take advantage of some of these 
perks that you get with a travel credit card. And so, um, of course, if you have credit card debt, I am not speaking to you. It is not worth any of the benefits to open up another credit card. If you have really bad credit, it is also probably not worth any of the benefits that you may or may not get. Um, but if you are, you know, you've been doing this for a little while, you listen to Kelly and I every week, um, this might be a good next step for you. And so you're going to want to make sure, again, look at those monthly fees um, or annual fees, Ideally, they have none. Um, I know some have a companion pass, so you travel free with a partner. That might be good for you if you do travel quite a bit. Um, you can also just get 2% or two times on purchases. So you might just earn miles for spending money at the grocery store. Whatever it is, um, if you are ready for this step, uh, June is a good time to take a look at what the benefits and the perks are um, that you could be awarded. All right, we got three minutes to get through July through uh, the rest of the year. Oh boy, Kelly. All right. So we'll do um, July. We're going to optimize your shopping and spending. So we just want to make sure we really dial in what we need, um, our budgets for you know clothing and how much we're spending on groceries. And so we started that budget in January and now it's we have six months worth of data. So take a look at how you've been doing so far in July and um, you know assess whether or not you're on track or if you need to adjust your budget a little bit. And for August, we're going to review your insurance policies, Kelly. So we're going to make sure that, um, you know, that Jeep that we had on our insurance policy is still accurate. And we're going to, you know, update the insurance company with how many miles we drive on an annual basis. We might have to tell them about the kitchen remodel that we did to make sure our home insurance is accurate. But um, it's just a good checklist in August to make sure that all of your insurance is up to date. Okay. September, we're going to check our credit. And so with that, we're going to, we're getting into fall. We're getting to, into end of year here. You want to make sure everything on your credit report is accurate. All the debts that they have listed, you actually took out. Um, and it's also good to know what your credit number is just, you know, to see um, whether or not you're on track, if you needed a loan that you would qualify or not. Um, but it's just a good time to pull that free annual credit report to make sure that everything on there um, you're fully aware of and nobody's, you know, stolen your identity for any other reason. Okay. October. We're going to start investing. Um, and we're, just like we said earlier, Kelly, we're going to make sure that it's on autopilot, it's in the back end, and it's not causing us to go further into debt. Uh, November, we're going to review our employee benefits. And so, you know, as the new calendar year and we sign up for our new our, or renew our benefits or sign up for new benefits, if you have a new job, we just want to make sure that it's accurate with how many um, people are covered in our insurance. Do we want HSA? Do we want to have traditional insurance? But November is a really good time to look at that. And then December, Kelly, we're just going to plan for your holiday expenses. So we're going to make sure that all of this saving that we've done throughout the year, we know exactly where it's going to go for Christmas, for stockings, for um, Thanksgiving dinner, all that sort of stuff. We just want to make sure we're prepared. And then it's rinse and repeat for the next year. Absolutely, Kelly. It's a good plan. All right, Kelly Showstrom joining us. KellyShowstrom.com is where you can find her free expense tracker and a lot of other really fun, free information. But you can also talk to Kelly on a deeper level if you want to. And all of that information, again, is at uh, KellyShowstrom.com. It's K-E-L-L-Y-S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M. KellyShowstrom.com with our budgeting basics each week.